Oh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'll take your ticket there. Welcome to the uh, North Pole local. And, oh, wow, your destination is, uh, wow, the, nor- the actual North Pole. Oh, wow, you're in for a treat. Uh, if you, you know, if you, pre- oh, you pre-purchased, uh, wow, this is a special package. You're here for a leisure ride on North Pole Limited. You know, we've done a study. Well, well, I'll show you to your seat, but we just have a few minutes before official seating time begins. That's why I'm talking to you now. But welcome to the North Pole Limited. The uh, So I was saying that not many people purchase this leisure package because of the, you know, just the nature of the history and the North Pole and Santa Claus and... Uh, you know, the fact that we don't allow anyone to record or take pictures or anything like that, you know, just so you know, you know, Santa knows he's checking twice. Uh, she's checking twice. And if you're not behaving, she'll know because uh, Roberta Claus sees all. Also, we have, you know, you you, realize you signed, obviously, when you bought the package. So you know that. That's why the influencers don't do this uh, uh, but it's just because we did a study, a joint study, uh, with some of the beautiful countries in the, in the Caribbean, uh, because there, some of the mail boats there are also a well-known leisurely way to travel. And the North Pole, because of the nature of us being in the North Pole, and, you know, a lot of people think that, uh, and maybe you, 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 this is a, this is going to be a, I don't know if you, you may have your, a car all to yourself. I'm not sure. Oh, you, oh, I forgot it. You hired me. So I, I, I'll be here narrating everything right in, right for you. Oh, yes. So here we are. And we're thinking, okay, this is going to be, we have uh, all the snacks which will be brought by. And now we're headed towards our seat. Oh, you have a whole bench seat. Uh, and there are pillows and blankets above. There's adjustable, uh, you know, temperatures and cross breeze fans because uh, the windows don't open. And, of course, we have the pull-down blinds. Uh, but you've picked a perfect time to go. Uh, it's uh, the, the the light is just how you would like uh, to see the various sections of the North Pole region. Greater North Pole region is what we call it. Oh, but I was seeing some people, you know, one of the reasons that people don't ride it uh, is because they operate, you know, the lo- lo- lower world people operate with the assumption that everything in the North Pole has to happen on, to have, happens on some sort of mechanical clock schedule. And then everything has to happen right on time. And that's just not how it actually works on the North Pole. We're output-based, uh, and uh, I can't get into all the specifics if you because there's so many jobs at the North Pole. But yeah, and of course you could work uh, if you wanted to. You know, some of the people that don't have to work at a bench, you know, the workbench that are putting in, you know, the craftspeople. So the North Pole local is is because you see, I mean, this is another thing because work is seasonally driven here at the North Pole. The North Pole local, 
is mostly written by locals, and it, it serves a lot of purposes. Now, you could work, but work's supposed to be limited. So there's a lot of leisure activities, and, you know, there, this is, you said, well, I think I'd, you know, you, you know you're a, a, a southern worlder, as we call, and uh, non-elven, I guess is what I was saying. And so you said, well, I don't know, I've never, and you say, okay, yeah, and some elves want to, uh, they, they, they have, there's private club uh, gatherings, uh but yeah, this is one of our times where we say, okay, if I have to commute to work, uh, maybe I shouldn't be working on my commute back and forth. Uh, again, it's, it's it's different than your world, very different. But one of the things is this is just supposed to be an enjoyable journey. Uh, despite how the North Pole is portrayed in some cartoons, it isn't. Uh, now, when you're working, and especially in a period of high demand, uh but yes, so let's just say you were working and uh, like uh, you were away from home for a while, working on location in, in another part of the North Pole, or commuting back to say, well, I'm going to do a two-week run here at the uh, wooden train uh, painting, you know, painting building number forty-seven B. That's imaginary. Oh, it looks like we're getting ready to slowly move. And yeah, one thing that uh, especially Southern worlders say is, is this thing even moving? Especially when we're in a plain area with no, nothing outside. It is. It can be legitimately hard to tell. And if the, there's no snow, which we don't have right now, and there's nothing on the horizon but a flat, uh, you know, s- snow-covered plain. Uh, so get comfortable here. Oh, yes, you're, you're settling in on the bench here. Now, one of the other reasons we're not really getting moving too far is that uh, you will start to notice here as we, we uh, start to move uh, with a little bit more momentum is that your entry point, your, your, uh, is it an ingress or an egress? Uh, you know, you arrived uh, uh, from the southern world, and of course, just like other uh, uh, nations or nation states or countries, uh, you know, we have our own rules. We have our own, they say, okay, well, these are the rules when you come to the north. You can't just walk right in. Because you really wouldn't want to, because you say, well, we, we like to keep make sure everybody's uh, going to do good. So we do t- keep all that on this side of these hills as we're gaining some. And then now you could see off to the right and the left some what look like rolling hills. You could say, are those real hills or snow? And I'd say, yeah, those are small hills. Uh, and they, this is one of the last regions that does get, uh, there is some greenness in the summer. And the first thing you're going to notice as, as, as we crest uh, this next uh, bend is, uh, is a region we call the sometimes region. And w- a couple of reasons we call that, but you're going to see we're going to crest this hill. And the first thing you're going to see is, is a house up there on the hill. And the nice thing about that house is it's always lit uh, a day. Well, I guess during the day, it may be lit by the sun, but, you know, with the kind of uh, light we have now. 
and oh boy, I just noticed that if you if you really look off there, uh, uh, to the west, you're going to see the sun there, and it almost looks like a giant moon because of the pale grayness of the sky. And that's one of the reasons we don't allow influencers or poets. I mean, we poets could come, but we prefer that poets keep their uh, like they say. Well, is that a steely sky? Oh, is it that uh, the cold slush uh, smeared across? Uh, you know, that we we because uh, some people say, well, I'm just trying. Could you keep the poetry to yourself? Uh, I'm trying, you know, I'm an elf. I'm trying to lie back here. And uh, we don't have any private rooms is one of the things that you will notice. And that was just a historical thing. There were times where we had private things. And, uh, again, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Willy Wonka movies, but there are, you know, people that want to gather information about the North Pole. And they, we said, okay, well, we, we, if they don't have a private room, that we, you know, we could just Santa, you know, she, she, Roberta Colas knows she doesn't even have to check once or twice, to be honest. So they wouldn't be getting away with anything, but they would think they would. That was one thing. And then we just said, well, if we're going to have this, uh, we don't really need any, um, What's the right word? Uh, ba- uh, fro- a certain type of frolicking would go on a lot of times in these uh, these bunks, and then it became a more of a party atmosphere. And uh, like, I think you have a place. There's different places in the history, like where you say, "Well, you go there to get away and leave the rules behind." And kind of get crazy, you know, oh boy, like that movie with those uh, those gentlemen or those ma- ma- maids of briding or whatever. You say, oh wow, lay your hair down. It's a good, you know, it's, it's, it's friend's night out or whatever. And we say, no, well, no, 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 this is a, this is still a professional environment, though you're not working. So... It's just decisions we've made. We say that's like uh, you're not a technically at work, but we still need you to behave professionally. You could relax. You could fall asleep. You could drool. You could play some games. Uh, you could even enjoy some nog. But uh, no, fr- you know, none of that. Like a uh, workplace. So, so I guess I mean, that's uh, why we eliminated private rooms. And we said, plus when we went to this bench seating, there was a time where everybody wanted to live that, uh, champagne riches and caviar dreams. And they wanted first class seats on their trains. Uh, just, I mean, I guess that's how a lot of trains are. And we thought the Southern worlders, you know, you kind of seem to be, especially those of you from, uh, below Canada there, you, you want it, you say, well, we're individuals. We want our, uh, sp- I don't want my elbows touching anybody's elbows. And then, but then we moved to these bench seats cause we found a lot of people like to lie down and have a sleep, uh, elves or guests. And, you know, we did become more alpha focused. It was just, uh, uh, there was different iterations of the, of the North Pole limited, 
where they say, and again, it was sometimes it was based on success of other North Pole-based conveyances. They say, well, that one's got all the, you know, all the fame. What if we re- rebuild the North Pole Limited and uh, put first-class seats in there? So now we have bunks. Uh, oh, and there's the house that's always lit. Uh, that's what we call it, the house that's always lit. And part of it, I'll uh, be honest, metaphorically, I don't want to point out anything out, but uh, it does give everyone the idea. One of the less, uh, one of the things you really have, for elves, we, we have uh, created emotional space for this. Uh, but for someone from your world, you may have a different view. It's like, uh, because this sounds more ominous uh, to a southern world, there is uh, Roberta Claus is always watching. A lot of times it, you would you immediately jump to watching and judgment. Uh, and so the idea that the house is always lit uh, is not soothing. But for an elf, uh, it is this, there is this strange level of elfdom, uh, northern pole elfdom. I can't speak for any other elves. Uh, that uh, we are... Like, this is our also belief system. Now, Roberta Claus is not a god on earth to us or a goddess on earth. Uh, She is, though, a benevolent figure. Uh, I mispronounced that. Uh, And so her presence is comforting, Uh, though it could be, you could say, well, maybe. Is that the correct use of benevolence? Uh, so a lot of times when you're down or you're alone or you're tired from work, uh, you could think about it in a positive way and say, oh, Roberta Claus. Uh, and to be honest, you know, as we've uh, become more and more advanced on uh, uh, healthy practices uh, on all levels of elven health, uh, we've realized, oh, well, sometimes identifying with something externally helps you deal with it internally. So it does help children label their feelings. You say, well, Roberta Claus can see I'm sad. Yes, I'm sad. Well, what do you think Roberta Claus would say to you uh, if she could see you're sad? Uh, how would Roberta Claus treat you? And then it can also inform your external behavior. You say, well, I wouldn't frolic then on a train. You know, that, like, uh, I mean, that was that's not the greatest thing. She says, well, uh so that's the house that's always lit. It is not on any tours uh, because uh, it is actually uh, one of the things they do there is there. It, it is a, uh, it's where they kind of run a lot of the ledgers uh, because a lot of the deliveries for the North Pole, well, all of them uh, come. And, and, you know, the, the freight trains also run on these same tracks as the North Pole Limited. Another reason why it's a limited or local, I, I don't know, I always get those two mixed up. I've worked here for a long time, but I'm only a narrator of the train experience. I don't, I know, I'm not, a, I'm not an engineer. But, you know, sometimes we have to wait for the freight trains and, and uh, you know, change tracks, or if something needs to plow, or someone says, well, you know, I got, you, you know, come say hi. We wouldn't do that, but uh, I guess probably we would. And here comes the town uh, that, uh, like I said, is is nearby here. And the the reason this town's called sometimes you can see some of the windmills that generate uh, some of the power for the town. 
is because sometimes we, this is like sometimes there's people visitors to the North Pole staying in this town. This would be the first stop, and this is also where you would switch uh, uh, if you were going to take. Uh, I know you could catch the North Pole E double, you know, the fast one. Uh, there's a there's one depot, but you could also switch to a, a not a local but a shuttle train that goes from sometimes you say, well, I'd like to spend a little bit more time in the North Pole region. Sometimes it's a quaint a quaint city, uh, but sometimes it's also full of elves. It's a I guess you'd say it's not exactly a bedroom community, but a lot of uh, elves that are working in different parts of the North Pole do like to live here, especially elves. Uh, uh, that like uh, you don't know, want to be close to the southern world, and this is uh, one place where we do encourage our uh, human, uh, uh, like uh, people that are staying for an extended time, that don't that don't have accommodations or have a longer term relationship with the North Pole. Uh, to live here, but not everybody, very few people live here full-time. So, so you say, well, I live here sometimes. Uh, that's how it got its name, just that simple. And we're going to go over our, our first really beautiful bridge here, and this is a mason bri- masonary bridge. Mason, I call it a masonary bridge. I think it's built from mason, stonemasons. Of uh, giant, giant stones. Oh boy! And these are whatever the kind of stones they used. Uh, they're very not porous, so they don't exp- very, They don't do a lot of expanding or contracting, and they don't get a lot of water in them. We don't have very many stone bridges. In the further north we go, the even less uh, stone bridges we have. Uh, but really giant, made uh, actually. They said uh, that uh, the story goes that, like, even though this bridge is, I think this bridge is 112 years old. Uh, yeah, there it's this. Uh, yeah, that's the the date it was founded, 112 years ago. But so this is like they did it. They said, "Oh, this is how." Uh, oh, and this is called the last Green River that we're flowing over, frozen now, but. Uh, it is it is green during the the, the, the a brief, brief, brief time, and it'll be the last green river you would encounter on your trip north. Uh, if you feel like we're going north, some people feel like we're going south. But yeah, so this bridge, uh, if you were a frost giant, they said, oh, it, this was built so that frost giants could cross over this river. There aren't frost giants, just to to calm you down. But the idea that frost giant or that frost giants built this or helped build it, it's just a fun piece of local lore because you see this, uh, there's a massive tree coming up here uh, just past the bridge, and that's called the resting frost giant, uh, even though it's a tree. Uh, we imagine because it, and this tree has the ability, whatever type of tree it is, uh, to freeze during the winter. It's evergreen. It looks over the last green river. So I guess what I'm saying is if a frost giant saw this bridge, it would look like a footbridge, uh, a stone footbridge. Uh, 
or whatever. The, yes, stone footbridge, yes. But to you, it just looks like a giant stone bridge. Or to I. Now, we are going to briefly, this is a very beautiful time. And we had, we do have one of the uh, treats uh, coming up here in a bit. Uh, now, we're going to pass some of these beautiful homes. Uh, coming up, uh, that are, that are facing the, the last green river and the train tracks. And now these, they look, you'd say those look like mansions. And then you, you, sometimes people look at an elf and they say, well, even like a mega mansion. And I say, no, 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 those are, uh, they kind of, because again, this is a sometimes community, uh, and, you know, we just have a different view on private space. You know, we have, uh, I don't know, I, I know, one thing I notice about the Southern, you know, the humans, I guess, is, uh, and I think this is unfair, is that you don't, as children, get enough uh, focused education on these things, where else we do. And so we really have a healthy sense of boundaries. So living in community is an, is an important thing, even in community in homes. And especially it's cost-effective or resource-effective in our case because you say, oh, okay, so this first house is, uh, you'd say, that it does look like a mansion. They both have uh, different stone roofs uh, or roofs or maybe that's slates. A lot of windows to catch the light when it can, but also to just have a view. Uh, but yeah, those are there's multiple rooms uh, in the house. It's just designed differently than a human house uh, because uh, we share more. Though we have our private space, everyone has their private space as well. But yeah, the the next house is a collection of purples and pinks, uh, and it's it was they said that the the they were developing that one because sometimes the sky could get that color, and that the house would disappear against the sky because it's such a it's not a bright pink or a bright purple, but subtle uh, gradations of that. But here we go as we round this next band. You're going to see. Out on the balcony and in the, 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 the yard there, while it's warm enough, those are musicians playing, and they're jamming. Now, we can't quite hear from the train, unfortunately, but I, it looks like I do see a banjo and a trombone. I see a drummer. I see some sort of uh, guitar. I can't figure out what style. A trumpet. So this is maybe some sort of jazz jam going on, and it does, isn't it soothing to just to see it, uh, see them playing with joy? And uh, that is one of our, our uh, that is a, the back end of uh, what you would call like an opera house or a, a place where you would go to see concerts on one side, but that's just where people are just enjoying themselves. Uh, there are some people observing, too. Uh, but it's just a nice spot to relax there. Oh, yes. So, so uh, while we uh, wait here, uh, we're past the music area. V very nice. Is, uh, the uh, Coming through is the uh, eggnog cart. Uh, 
and they have a variety of nogs uh, for everybody's. You say, well, I just want some. They have water too, just in case. But they have you know non-dairy and dairy nogs. If you're avoiding, you know, you, you could just uh, you, they, you should you put your oh yes, you put your order in. Uh, so you're having the nut. The, that's one of my favorites. Is the two two nut nog, uh, the turmeric and nutmeg nog is. Uh, is an impressive one. Oh boy, it looks like this. Uh, that looks. Oh, that you ordered one for me. Thank you so much. Uh, now these are very relaxing nogs to drink, especially because they're served uh, at a special temperature. And yeah, that's fresh sprinkled on there. So as we sip at these nogs, we can see. Oh boy, I can feel my shoulders relaxing. Now, you're going to see something, and now this is just because of the humidity in the air right now. We have very low humidity. And while the temperature is, uh, like, uh, currently the temperature outside on the ground is, uh, you know, just to freezing. That's why the snow is staying there. But if you rise up, what you'll see over this next, you know, after we come down this next hill... Is this something, and again, no, you know, I'll back, I'll explain it, but let me just tell you that. Uh, but as you reach to 10 feet, so between 10 feet above the ground, and actually, uh, I think it's uh, 112 feet is a factoid I heard once. Uh, the air varies, but none of the air in that region uh, between, uh, I think it's 11 a.m., and 4 p.m., which we're in that range right now. Not that we're paying attention to mechanical time, but this is just to put it in context for you. You know, the elves here, they judge it more by temperature, but the temperature is not in the freezing range and varies uh, actually quite a bit depending on the sun. And, you know, if the sun wasn't out at all, it would be different. And some people would say, I don't know what I'm talking, you know, but so oh, another reason to put this in context is, uh, you know, just like people around the world see movies and we, you know, we see your entertainment products, you know, elves are not known for international entertainment blockbusters. And while we have our own internal, you know, uh, entertainments, uh, podcasts, uh, you know, TVs, movies, those kind of things, radio in our own traditions, you know, we do indulge quite a bit in uh, human uh, media. I mean, part of that is it's part of our job to understand you and, and to empathize and, 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 and build things with compassion that we will spark joy and, and interest. And, you know, the history of New York City is one, at least in, in your, your, you're from the U.S., like in the U.S., uh, oh, you're not, oh, where are you from? Oh, okay. So, but so people in the U.S., uh, uh, that, uh, okay. No, I understand. I just get, uh, sometimes I get twice mixed up. So I understood, then I misunderstood, then I understood misunderstanding. But so a lot of children's programs particularly show over the last 40, 50 years, New York City is prominently featured. And it's not always glamorized, but for a child, almost everything is glamorized, you know, the way we view it. You know, I can think of, for me, Sesame Street is one 
And so this next stretch, and you're already going to see it, these are like the, they're bigger than regular brownstone you would see in New York or on the set of Sesame Street. And they're kind of an amalgamation of uh, real brownstones, uh, brownstones from adult films and uh, films marketed to adults, excuse me. Uh, and not that, again, not that kind of frolicking. Uh, uh, children's TV programs and films. So, yeah, they're, they're painted a little bit more pastel, but again, a, a bit more muted. And uh, we, we, we call this place My Side of the Street, uh, which I think a sleep podcaster made a sitcom called My Side of the Street. He pitched it one time. Uh, it was going to be a brownstone with uh, Jim J. Bullock uh, and uh, uh, I can't remember, uh, Gary Coleman maybe. They were all going to live in a brownstone. Uh, B. Arthur. I think those were the three character act actors or performers he was trying to get. And uh, the sh- the song would end with my side of the street. But anyway, that, that's uh, yeah. We listen to that sleep podcast here too. He's uh, more for studying. Uh, well, it's a special study. But so the one thing is, these are not residences. Some people say, "Wow, who gets to live in those beautiful Sesame Street, New York City brownstones?" They're so lucky. What is this? And this is actually one of our laundry facilities. And it's the main laundry facility for everyone that lives nearby. But also, you know, we wear uniforms uh, for a lot of working. We have aprons, smocks. uh, So this is where a lot of that laundry is. And a lot of laundry is line-dried. And that was part of the idea because, again, when we build things uh, here in the elven world, uh, form, and, form and function are equally important. We don't have uh, the same, uh, you know, it's a much more planned out process because we say, well, how are people going to feel when they see this? And they say, well, they feel like singing sunny days are here again, you know, uh, making the clouds away. You know, friendly neighbors, or I love trash, or see us for a cookie, or rubber ducky. Or they'll say, well, this reminds me of, uh, you know, my trip to get pizza. Or the the sleep podcast would say, that's like the brownstone the Explorers Club was in. Around the corner from the Guggenheim. Uh, but, but so the, the inside those buildings are laundry facilities, and that's why you see all the laundry strung between the brownstones, uh, designed to be off of the ground enough uh, so that we can line dry a lot of our laundry uh, when we can. It's close enough to the solar farm that even some of, we're not just using electricity, like even some of the turbines inside are being moved uh, by wind power. So just another another cool thing that we like to uh, that we enjoy. Uh, oh, here's the uh, the C O O K I E cart coming through. Now I see you got a variety. You 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 said that you picked Taster's Choice. We always laugh at that because we know you have a cafe down there, Taster's Choice. Uh, but that just means the tasty. That that just means a variety of cookies. Uh, 
Oh, you're going to keep them boxed, really? So you ask for yours, oh, you're going to hold them as gift. Uh, oh, well, that's so thoughtful of you. Or maybe later you could change your mind. Well, that makes sense. Now, here coming up again. Now, this is very thematically. Uh, and the, oh, yeah, also you noticed that the train did stop at the laundry facility. And again, we're, we're slowing to a stop. Sometimes people don't realize it because we're going so slowly. Uh, but, yeah, next stop is another. Uh, we're slowing down. And, again, it's very thematically connected. But you see how those neon signs you see blinking. And that's one of my favorite things about... Uh, uh, this this stretch, especially it, it, when I take the train at night, or now you know the sky is getting a bit dimmer, is as we roll this beam, you know, we, we, you can see it there off. Uh, and I guess I, I I removed the ability for you to discover it and say, oh boy, are those blinking lights or is that my imagination? One of the reasons I pointed out is because some people have a stronger reaction because they say, well, does that mean there's a train, you know, train trouble? So, no, this is a ne- those are neon and electronic signs, lighted signs uh, coming up. Uh, and those are skyscrapers. Now, those are, uh, as you would call it if you go to one of your theme parks, a bit of a forced perspective. Uh, but it does simulate, and, this, and actually the train will stop right in the middle of it. And again, this is, a, I guess you'd call this our New York City tribute region, because it does stop in the heart of what you would call Times Square. And you can get on and off the trail. Now, unfortunately, what it does is it creates a sense of uh, wonder, and you can get off the train and stand in the heart of Times Square. The only thing is we do, don't, we just encourage people to just stay on the train and of course, this is where the the fact that the roof of the train is uh, is also uh, glass. You could see everything. Uh, yeah, we're already going down what does feel like a canyon with buildings towering over us and signs. Uh, and yes, some of the signs you'll see in Times Square are new toys we're working on launching uh for this holiday season that's part of the you know what what part of the rules that we have uh but yeah there's uh there's uh, the original santa claus uh before robert you know the last santa claus before roberta claus there yeah there's some famous historical sign you know the, the i like the signs uh you know the kilt children sledding down a hill in neon Blinking neon, and there's one that they throw snowballs. And you do see the windows. Now, this is on either side of us are giant uh, toy. Now, these are uh, raw material processing uh, work areas. Uh, so, giant buildings or in a series of buildings. And of course, we do four man functions. So, these aren't false fronts. Uh, but we aren't working in towers, though you say well, higher up in the tower are office facilities uh, where lower in the tower are buildings behind it uh, connected to the towers, which you'd say giant warehouse or industrial building is what you might call it in your world. And again, and there's also uh, like uh, 
now you can't uh, exactly see it now because it's not a time but a lot of the uh, the re- one of the joys of having the neon signs is that they can be pulled up uh, in those where the neon signs are well the, the 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 ones that are on the higher floors are where cranes come out uh, and the ones on the lower floor or the billboards some of them aren't neon signs but uh They'll come up, uh, and uh, that's where, if it's a it's a train full of raw materials, they'll be offloaded from the train very efficiently. And these are this is one of the primary prop processing, and then reloading would happen. Uh, and again, you can even see up there some sky bridges, which were popular, I think, in the U.S. Uh, for a time, but are not popular anymore. But yeah, this is what we we do call this Manhattan. Or people say I work at the Manhattan Project, and they say hardy har har. Uh, and you, you use different, you know, all the different materials that would be used in the construction of toys uh, uh, could be processed here, and you say shaped or categorized, and then put back on a train completed to go north or if it, you know or to go into a recycling or reuse facility so that's that uh, now this is where we we do pick up a bit of speed here which uh, uh it does make time feel like it's moving that's the other thing that you should know is that sometimes when you're on the the north pole limited and you just roll with it uh you know, the people that are here, they say, wow, I, thought I bought this ticket. I thought it was the North Pole Express. Uh, and we say, well, the one, there isn't a North Pole Express. Uh, there's something with another name. Two, you had to fill out 45 forms to take the North Pole Limited if you're a human. Uh, but they forget to, to, to enjoy the journey so much that, like, we're talking here and you, you that you kind of sometimes you drift in and out of sleep during these periods of, uh, or for an elf, you know, we might play a game, we might write letters, uh, we might work on one of our hobbies, we might go visit, there is a tea parlor, no, you didn't have a reservation. You said you wanted to kind of stick to your, your seat, uh, so I, I will respect that. But on your next trip, you could visit the tea parlor or the media lounge or the library, the game room, the game the arcade. I guess we still call it an arcade, but it doesn't take quarters. Uh, you know, there's the classrooms, so a lot of different things. Uh, there's a botanarium. I've never been to the botanarium before, but I think it just means a greenhouse, a moving greenhouse. That's towards the end of the train. I don't know. I guess I could share this with you because there are not many humans who share this uh, thing. Uh, but as a child, I was looked at a lot of globes as a child, and uh, you know they would as they taught us about everything. Uh, but, but, you know, my house had uh, one of the, the adults in our community, the house I lived in. They loved globes, so they kept a lot of globes. I also had a, a small toy train. And uh, I said, oh, well, let me pretend I'm a train. I used to pretend that that's how I got this job. It's really my dream, but also an opportunity for me uh, 
to live in a balanced world, uh, because not all is good or bad, you know. But so, uh, the, uh, I would play with the train on the globe, but then one time I was heading the train up the globe and, and it went all the way to the, uh, one of the tropics of something or other because it was long. But as it got towards the North Pole, the last two cars uh, fell off, uh, and they ended up like I ended up being so then then it, like I broke a globe, broke my two last train cars, the caboose and the second to last car, which is a botanarium on this car, which kind of ties into my explanation. And it was just a very uh, formative experience for me. And even though I know the fact that we're not going north, we're not being pulled south. I know that this is true, so don't be concerned. And the fact the train is very well engineered, I also know that is a fact. Uh, part of me refuses to accept those things. It has such a formative experience uh, that I just don't, I say I prefer not to go. One day I will. You know, one day I'll say, well, it's time for me to go to the botanarium. Now that I've been in the botanarium for a few years uh, and I've gotten comfortable, I will go in the caboose. Once I'm comfortable in the caboose, I'll look out of the caboose, and my goal would be to spit off the back of the caboose. Uh, but not today. Not today. Today's not that day, because I still, that part of me, and all hum- I know humans can connect with this. You say, well, could, what if, well, like, what if uh, today's the day uh, the gravity is really at the Tropic of Capra, Capra whatever, Frank Capra. That's another thing we call it, the Tropic of Frank Capra. But what if it is down there, and then it pulls the last two train cars with me? Or the person whose globe I broke, they were not, uh, they were a bit, uh, they had foul weather circling their head a lot of the time and was stern. And I've grown as an elf, you know, to accept those things. We're all, you know, we're all elves or human, you know, we're all imperfect in our own special wonderful ways so i see you getting comfortable because of the turmeric and the, the, that thing and the cocoa card is coming i'm guessing that you also got oh yes another soothing cocoa is that lavender in there wow never had a lavender just a lavender scent cocoa but as you sip your cocoa there's one last building a set of buildings i want you to see now, these ones have a lot of blown glass, uh, and it looks like, uh, yes, it's very almost a surreal, and it's headed towards the trains in a variety of colors. And some of it looks like it could be, you know, uh, it, it creates different experiences. And actually, like, you could see the lights, the way there's lights inside of the blown glass, uh, and yes, some of that blown glass uh, is built in a special elven way that I can't explain because I don't understand it. But yeah, it goes 20 or 30 feet in the high, in the sky. Yeah, like a warm campfire part of it. And then those purples and, and, and those other colors as we go on. And then some, yeah, you could see beyond there that some are towering like a kind of surreal holiday trees or impressionistic maybe of holiday trees evergreens uh now that this is actually that's this is form and function 
and uh, like letting you know the last two places were more if you if you didn't work there you wouldn't know because we're slowing down here this is our glass facility for anything glass or glass related or blowing of glass polishing all that kind of stuff i don't really like uh I just marvel at this because I know you have the earth. You have many famous glass blowers, uh, Dales, uh, but I don't know if in in many sculptures, and this is just on a magnificent, uh, gigantic scale. And, you know, was inspired by also the under the sea. You know, there's something people don't know is that, uh, and I can't tell you why, but elves don't scuba dive. Uh, we've never scuba. We've never. None of us have been much below the surface of the water. Has something to do with our inner ear, I guess. Uh, so none of us elves. The, you, you will see this later. You know, as uh, this could take you. You know, maybe seasons to get to the North Pole on this trip. Uh, but you'll see, we do have a fascination with under-the-sea myths and under-the-sea art. Because it's something... Now, there have been, like, a few elves uh, that... that uh, because they said, well, there's just a strange shift in their makeup. Uh, they could... Uh, so it's not that there's never been an elf that, elf that scuba dives, but... That's a billion to one, you know, that most elves cannot scuba dive. So as a people, we have a great appreciation for your anything under the sea related. Uh, yeah, even the song under the sea. Uh, but more the, the uh, you know, we, we enjoy the animated and the fantasy, but we maybe the grander fantasies of Atlantis. Uh, but this impressionistic stuff or the real stuff, the real coral can you believe if you never just never had the option to see coral? Now everybody, not every human scuba dives or snorkels. So we can't snorkel either, but, but uh, that's what I mean. We could swim and we could go under the water. Again, it's just hard to explain unless you're really familiar with elven physiology. But that's why this is so amazing, this glass towering around us. It evokes uh, the sea. It evokes the warmth here and then the crystals of the north are there. And the holiday evergreen trees. And then even there, like, uh, it gets a little fuzzier and foggier. Like, uh, warm cocoa in your belly that has slowly drifted away and just left the impression of the cocoa in your belly. The warming feeling throughout you. And if you were on a train that wasn't gently rocking you, but just barely moving underneath you as you uh, stretch out and get comfortable and you shift a little bit more, you move your arms just how you like them, and you get that special place, and, and you could feel something watching over you you feel good uh, the eyes of a building or you say well i guess it now that i've been to you know a few stops on the north pole i believe in something even more and i feel good and i feel comfortable and i feel safe 
safe enough uh, to rest for a while. Good night.